All right. Hey, y'all. It is grab your wallet time. Uh, we've been having fun doing this show. We love you guys for supporting us. Those of you that don't support us, patreon.com is where you go give us the money to get us to these people or beers to these people so we can interview them. And John's got some t-shirts. So that's on stealthisbeer.com slash merch. Check that out. Either way, thanks for playing along. Can't believe we get away with this every week, Monday at five. about beer over beer by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. All right. Hey, y'all. It is five o'clock on Monday. I am Augie Carton and we are stealing beer. What's up? Hey, so... I need you to do it one more time, but with feeling this time. All right. I, I, I really need to believe that this is five o'clock on Monday and that you're excited to be here. All right. Shh. Everybody reset. Take two. Roll sound. And action. Hey, y'all. It's five o'clock on Monday. We're stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton. Uh, hey. How you doing, John Hall? Uh, I'm feeling much better this time. I'm feeling excited to be diving into the show with you this week and you, you really brought me there you brought me to a to a high energy point that i feel like i can sustain for the next 47 minutes right on i went to i went i went deep method there i don't know if you could sense but uh, that, that's what happened so it was a little manic it was like uh coming out of the bathroom in the club in the 80s it was like, it was like, it was like yeah. all right so this is who this guy would be let's really live in his skin <laughs> Let's uh, let's know everything we need to know about this guy. He wears camouflage sweatpants that we know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Hey, hey, buddy. How's your Hi. week? You know, uh, I lost a bet and uh, I had to go to <laughs> Ikea this morning. So... Did you see Ikea has a house? Wait, did you guys see Ikea selling a little house? Yeah. No. I was yeah, it's like a that. thing in, in your in your backyard. Yeah, it's like a it's a shed, but they're calling it a house and. Uh, I didn't see that when I was there, but uh, uh, yeah. I'm just I've wondering spent... what the right amount of screws to have left over after building an Ikea house. <laughs> the over-under is like 30%. Well, that, that's what I say. I always ballpark it that right around there. I would say 25%. But if they give you 12 screws, expect that you need nine. Exactly. And so... I'm, a, I'm, you know, and it's always, it's just the jump test. Like now with the kid, it's like, okay. <laughs> Like jump on this a few times, and if it collapses, then I have to start all over again. At, uh, at <laughs> otherwise, it'll be good for a while. But yeah, so that, that's why I needed the energy because I just walked through the the life sucking force that is exit thirteen A on the Garden State Turnpike on the New Jersey Turnpike, I should say, and the uh, NJ Pike. Yeah. NJ Pike. And, uh, all right, uh, we do have Kennedy and Cash, gentlemen. How many? Which which exit cramp? What's happening? What's up, boys? Thanks for coming out. Thanks for playing our, our remote game. And now our accomplice in today's shenanigans is Adam Rosenthal, Wayward Lane Brewing, um, up in New York. Now, Adam, have you ever listened to the show? And it's okay if the answer is no. Uh, yes, believe it or not, I listen all the time. I don't believe it. It's a, it's a, it's a you know, good pastime in the, in the car and whatnot. So 
Well, then, then, then we are honored. Thank you. But allow me to let uh, allow me to tell you why I would ask that of you because I don't usually ask. We usually don't. We don't much. We just hoping, we just assume. We're hoping this conversation <laughs> will be great. But if you do listen to the show, you know that Kennedy kind of does this rope a dope thing with us, where I'd say four hundred and twelve out of four hundred and thirteen episodes, he really makes it clear that he has no cares about the show and he pays no attention. <laughs> he wants everything to go horribly, and and often that is shows up. Like what I think this is going to be the week. I get the notes on the guest and they're like, this guy owns a brewery. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, on your notes, there is this cherry picked amazing list of, I think almost everything we've ever talked about on steal this beer. So, <laughs> so, so for the first time in my life, I've got no way to go. There's a million ways to go. So let me just hit some keywords. The thieves at home will be like, Oh, Oh, Oh. So let's start with, um, I'm just going to pick them out. I'm sorry if this is awkward because I didn't prepare this, but so we've no got res restored 1800 hop house, scholarly farmland in the Hudson Valley makes IPAs <laughs> to crisp bloggers. Cool ship rested wild dales. Uh, what else? Beeswax. Then hold on. <laughs> roots, in, roots in Colorado. Used to do mobile canning. Pawpaws. Um, <laughs> there, there's literally a, a cherry picked list of shit that Augie gets a, distracted by. It's a conversational it's all, buffet. Yeah, but it's all yeah, in I one mean... thing. Like if just pawpaws is enough for me to do 40 minutes. And then there's mobile canning, which you know, I actually, that's actually where I want to start. So were you in cast sure cahoots or competition when you were, your mobile canning history was cast so, your sworn enemy or were you guys pals? <laughs> so I got, I, I would say pals for sure, but uh, I was probably in the mobile canning game before most people probably knew what that was. I uh, kind of got into it really early on when uh, Colorado was kind of like the birthplace of it. It was small company a couple guys decided to you know buy a canning line put it on wheels and and see what they could do and i got in kind of at the ground floor right when they were getting up and running and uh over the couple of years they kind of decided hey this is something that could be done in a lot of places why don't we try and kind of do a, a bit of an affiliate type program where we set other people up with their own line set them up with some training get them up and going and, and off they go. So that was kind of the second part of my job there was uh, training other folks to run wild goose machines and uh, operate a little packaging line inside somebody else's brewery. So believe it or not, I, the, the, one of the first trainings that I ever did was for Ironheart. So okay. the two guys, two guys that started Ironheart came out for to Colorado for a week spent a couple of days traveling around to different spots with me and running the packaging equipment and and yeah the rest is history yeah. and then they actually came to us do you do you know that we were their first contract and their second canning day oh wow no i did not yeah, we were the I first people to sign up yeah that's uh that's how we, that's how that all started back then uh, that's awesome. All right. So, so you're part of that, whatever that mother group was that Ironheart was affiliated with. Cause my little story exactly. that it's not long or even interesting, but I can tell you is I walked up to wild goose at a, you know, CBC and I was like, Hey, I love this idea. I've got no space in my brewery. What if I bought a semi, could we build it inside a <laughs> semi and just roll that up and run a hose into the house? And they said, you should talk to these guys who were the guys <laughs> about to sign with you for Ironheart. Yep. And 
I was like, all right, that works too. Fine, done. And it ended up costing me millions of dollars and being a very bad business decision. I should have built my <laughs> semi, but, uh, but you learn. Anyway, so next step, you, that's all in Colorado. Yes, and sir. Tell us the story. So you've got a partnership and one of the partners is a Hudson Valley native, right? Now, did he become a partner when you found his land or were you guys partnered up before? And he's like, dudes, I've got this farm. We should be growing pawpaws on. <laughs> well, basically, uh, he was a good friend of mine, Andrew, through through college and lived in Colorado as well for quite a number of years. And uh, essentially, we, you know, thought maybe we'd start this brewery in Colorado for I, me, my girlfriend, Abby, and then our other partner, Kyle, were uh, searching for a spot in Colorado for a couple of years, um, did a lot of research, kind of jumped around to a million places after a lot of trial and error, kind of were stumped and couldn't find the right spot for us. And then out of nowhere, Andrew comes into the picture, uh, says, Hey, my grandparents' farm is vacant. Uh, I'm living here now. Uh, we have 65 acres. Uh, there's really nothing happening. Why don't you he come start think, a brewery here? He didn't think to pitch you on a three-day music festival. <laughs> uh, maybe that was in the conversation somewhere <laughs> who knows um, but yeah anyways he you know we it was a joke at first we just said you know funny dude like yeah we're we're not moving to New York and then after a lot of you know trials and tribulations in Colorado and, and having trouble finding the right space we said well what do we got to lose let's let's go look at this spot so came out to New York in 2017 saw the property um, just kind of fell in love with the place. We just saw, you know, a huge amount of potential here. The space is great. We had a building, uh, ready to be converted into a brewery. We had, and wait, and wait, and wait, that building was a hop house, right? Like in the old, before the downy mildew plate of New York, this place, yes. hops. Yep. that's cool. It Talk was. about that. Yeah. Cause that's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. So it was before I think Andrew's family purchased this land in the fifties, but I believe that the hop growing kind of stopped in the, you know, early 1900s, maybe late 1800s. Uh, so it hadn't been used at all for hop growing during his family's time here. Mm -hmm. But as far as we know, it was a, you know, small hop farm here. Uh, the building itself was built out for the purpose of drying hops. Uh, the whole whole back half of the building was brick lined, had bricks. It's a two-story building, had bricks all the way up to the, basically to the roof line. Uh, like red brick? Red brick. Yep. And then. Oh, uh, you poor thing. You <laughs> thought, you thought, how can brick go bad? And then you found out oh, that 1800 yes. brick goes very bad. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's pretty much useless. So, yeah, it's pretty uh, yeah. much powder. I had to build a whole building when I learned that. I had to literally destroy a building and build a new one that I was swore I could build inside of. Go on, 1800 yeah, red yeah. brick. Not terrible. Yeah, so, so there was a uh, big chimney that went, you know, 40 feet up through the, through the roof, and they had two coal-fired stoves down on either side that would heat up the whole back half of the building. And then the second floor was basically slatted with like one, one and a half inch wide wooden slats uh, where they would lay burlap down, lay the hops down and just let the hot air rise up, dry them out. Just basically a really old school kiln. That's so awesome. that was, uh, it, it really was really, cool. it was a cool history. And, you know, we've 
as much as we desperately wanted to preserve some of the the brick and some of the uh, charm of the place, like a lot of it had to go. It was just crumbling around yeah. us, and and we ended up lifting the whole barn up, doing a you know eighteen inch barn lifting, dug a whole new foundation, uh, set the thing back down. So the place is we we essentially like took this old old building and restored it from the ground up, basically every little piece. So it was a uh, it was quite the project, but we're we're definitely happy with with the space now, and glad we got to uh, you know preserve it for for some future use. No doubt, that's super really cool. cool. So so now now I have to do the part where clearly Kennedy is using me to facilitate his interviews for his New York State farmhouse brewery <laughs> book. Um, yeah, when are you going to finish that thing, man? Yeah, yeah fucking a, dude. I've well, written like three John, books in the John, time it's that you've not his just fault. been doing. It's not his fault. Every time we finish, another one pops up. Um, it's it's it, 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 it would be best as a blog, John. <laughs> like um, I love but, that. Uh, yeah, but uh, but anyway, so let's talk about that. So yeah, so as far as I understand, hops in New York State that was one of the primary crops in the late 1800s, 1900s. Everything was perfect. Downy mildew decimates the crop right around the time prohibition happens and nobody replants. And that's when a lot of the apple farming in New York state starts is to replace hops. So that would all make sense. But is there any vestiges, remnants of, of the hop? Like, could you find any bind stock anywhere on the property or that all just been taken out by that, by, you know, before your friend's family took it over? Because yeah, you know, yeah, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful, but I, I'm, <laughs> I'm skeptical, well, but hopeful. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, no. We we've pretty much scoured the place um, as far as we can tell. No sign of any old hop plants, but we've definitely had neighbors come in, people from around the area, and tell us that they've you know found old vines that are growing wild on the side of their barns or. So I, you know, it's hard to know if those are actually still left over from, from way back when, but there's definitely wild hops growing around and, and they're, uh, they're somewhere out here. Just yeah. not that we've found on our property. That's fair. The, the, yeah. the neighbors nearby though, are they amenable to you kind of going and harvesting what you can? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've been offered by at least a few people now just, Hey, I've got, wild hops growing on my property. I have nothing to do with them. You want them? Um, so we haven't really taken anyone up on it yet, but uh, it would be interesting to just mess around with some of these and, and see what we can, uh, see what we can get out of them. Yeah. Even if you just, even if you did like a root stock thing, you know what I mean? Where, yeah. Yep. If you just, if you just stole their root stock, tried to get it to take root and whatever it's called when you V cut, and put something you want to grow that we know is doing well up in the land of downy mildew these days. It'd still be badass to have it on, you know, hundred year old local rootstock. Absolutely. Very cool. All right. So we got to do the glass thing. Um, yeah. All right. So what brings us together on steal this beer is a candid conversation of beer. What it is, not what we thought it would be, what it's doing, not what we hoped it would do and where we would drink it. If, you know, where we would bring it to drink so that if you have it sitting in your cellar, you're not waiting for the right place. You maybe have some guidance on the right place. Um, I haven't tasted it yet, John, because I've been drinking coffee. So I'm going to have a quick water before I drink it, but I have smelled it and I can start if you want me to start first. No, I think, I think, I think coffee is a, a good way to be going with this. This, uh, 
this feels like a like a really solid citizen of the brown ale world to me. But that's and, that's why I grabbed the water because I was afraid if I tasted it right on coffee, like it smells is like oh you'll lose every every bit of clue, every bit of nuance if you put it right on coffee. No, but there's also a there's a really nice roast characteristic that's coming off of this that is more coffee accented, but it has this little touch of like hop herbal. You know, it's like, uh, like what you think of like with an American stout, like a robust American stout where there's that good, nice, earthy herbal hop characteristic to it. That's just starting to peek through, which is why I didn't go into stout or porter territory. Although the more bitterness that builds, the more I'm sipping on this. Maybe I could yeah. be convinced, but no, I think you're is, wrong. This is this is just a. The, I think you're is, wrong. This is the right beer for the right time of day. It's it's funny. Um, I've got a sweetness Why do you think to I'm it wrong? that what I don't do think, think I'm do. wrong about because I've got that colon note that I always get on black lagers, especially ones that use a little bit of cinnamon. I'm sorry. That, that, um, that one that what kind of cola? Note? The cola aromatic note, uh-huh. like a cola, like a cola. Yeah, nut. it sounded it sounded like you had an N on the end of that word, <laughs> and I was like, "What are you doing in your quarantine time?" <laughs> well, you know, I'm a butt <laughs> well, I sniffer. do now. I do um, now know what you're doing. Holy crap! Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, no, I've got a cola cola nut note. How's that? There's all the ends sure. you wanted. Um. It's pretty. It finishes very dry, so it isn't a milk stout, but there's some body to it that is interesting, like a viscous body. Um, Adam, are you I guess, I guess what I would ask I am, is... Yep. Ken- oh, cool. I guess what I would ask is, Kennedy, if you were going to do a year of starting us on lagers, why would you shift to black lagers in spring? <laughs> like, if it's always going to think- be a lager, why have the last four been black lagers? I'm really excited to, when we get to the end of 2021, for Justin to have this, like, huge reveal. Like, the first letter of all of the beer names, like, is going to, like, spell yeah. out, like, I quit, spell you out, motherfuckers. Spell out, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck you motherfuckers, 2022, <laughs> Justin, out. Um, but here's my fear, John, and you'll understand mm-hmm. this intimately. Last time he gave us one of these, he followed it with a friend's double or triple something, and it was completely torpedoed by the by the sweetness and aromatics of a pretty lager much like this. That being yeah. said, this one is this one is far more roasty than the last three or four we've had. So I'm really intrigued in what beer number two is with this in the first spot. But that's that's all of my voting for now. Where I would drink it is probably with probably probably with you doing this. Like it's a nice early morning. The sweetness, the sweetness is pleasant. The roastiness is neat. It finishes on an ashy tone, which again brings me back to lager, which makes me want to put more in to make the ashiness go away, which is the trick of a beautifully built lager. Um, so yeah, I'll drink this with you guys having this conversation. Now, Adam, you got to tell us what you think and if you think we're both crazy and if it's a milk stout. <laughs> Definitely um, pretty in agreement with you guys. Uh, I might almost put this more going towards like Porter. It's uh, it is. I could see where you're coming from with black lager, but it's just maybe not giving me quite that classic like lager yeah. profile that I would imagine. I would say somewhere more in between like brown ale and Porter. Um, but it's really nice. It's, it's honestly, you're nailed it. Just good. Like 
early in the day kind of thing to sip on and and kind of first thing after coffee uh drink and it's I'm I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely and I I try to avoid easy food, but I feel like there's a thing about black lagers that likes like that the you know the good charcoal grilled bigger hamburger you know what i mean like hamburger that's been scorched on fire likes this kind of flavor and i would i would really love a oh hey guys we made cheeseburgers and the you know and i feel like this would sit there super nice is that fair absolutely all right we gonna reveal this thing is there anybody else that needs to talk nope uh, that's it. So this is, is it a Newburgh Brown Ale? No, it's not. It's from uh, it's from Hudson Valley Brewing. It's their Black Lager. Say no more. Um, I think on the last no show more. I gave you guys a Hudson Valley beer, which was Silhouette, the uh, sour. But that IPA. yeah, that was like a Bellini beer, right? Very different. Yes. So uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to pick this one to you know give the other side of the coin of what they're doing up there and Beacon uh, with their lager. They do power. call it a lager though. So so yeah, it good is on me. Good on me. Yeah. Um, I imagine they let it ferment a little warm though. Um, the sweetness. Yeah, it's yeah. Holy shit. What is this can 649 or is this four pack 649? No, the can was 649. Jesus Justin. Christ. Justin. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, thieves. <laughs> hey, I'm so, trying to support. I'm trying hang to hang on a second. My let, local me, let me just take a minute to make an appeal to the Patreons. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Hey, hey, Patreons, we need everybody to ratchet their donations by 10,000%. Justin's Justin buying a $7 lager. Yeah. Good Lord, Justin. This is. I bought this from a local shop. Um, they charge from the bodega? bodega? We're going to have to have a meeting with HR after this, okay? And, Wait, uh, from the bodega? No, no, this no. Is no. A, this, is from a, this is from a local shop. This is a $28 lager? Wow. You know, I usually well, peel I mean, this I usually peel the price tag off, but you I just did it this time just you just did it to troll me. Just so I yeah. Exactly. Jesus fuck. Wow. Augie's now Augie's now thinking about what he can charge for a black. <laughs> I've I've already texted <laughs> yeah. 639. Our 639. Yeah. Hey, you're going to you're going to make a fortune. Good on you. That's uh <clears throat> And this is why we don't get paid. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, this, is, this is why none of us are ever gonna have money from this show. Justin, you know I quit my day job. Like I need cash. <laughs> you can't be fucking. You can't be. Ah. Anyway, here's the worst part. I would make the case that you should spend this money. I think it's a fun I beer. Agree. I think it's better than a lot of seven dollar beers. And I'm not gonna make the argument that you know that IPAs are worth seven and well made black lagers aren't. If you're a seven dollar beer guy. I think you're better off buying this than a lot of what you're paying seven dollars on. So I'm not against it. Yeah, I don't disagree. I, but holy I just I just know that in New York City distribution, they're like every time I'm like, I'm gonna make a black lager, they're like, not and send it fucking here. You're not. <laughs> they're like, also, oh, but I'm gonna make one and charge six fifty for it. And they're like, What's wait, 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 you like wait, it, guys? This I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it and a penny. <laughs> I bought this from a place that also does on premise, so that's another reason why the price is a little a little high. Oh, it was so a region fridge. I got yeah, you. it's one of those places. So, trying to support my local place as well as the the legendary bodega. So, well, so I will say this: if I can if I can rewrite place. my sentence, yeah. and Adam, I need your help here. But if I could rewrite my sentence, let's say we were still doing this in a bar, um, like we used to, and Adam had come in, and we were rolling out of that bar. We were going to go somewhere for more drinking. 
And we saw this in a fridge near the door and could grab it through that New York City little brown paper bag, sipping beer, walking down the street thing. This would be a great fucking run our way from the show to a bar. Yeah. Cab beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's my new spot for it, John Hall. In a cab with you guys. (laughs) Picking who we're... Yeah, who, whose castle we're gonna storm in our bad states? <laughs> after shows. All right, I'm. I, yeah, I'm fine with that. But all right, right so there so with we, you guys. And uh, all right, so Adam, we were talking before before a before a I don't know the DRC of black loggers entered our conversation. <laughs> um, we were talking about the farm and, and the hot part of it, but but so what were they growing? When were they last growing it? And as you move in, what do you want to keep? What do you want to change? What are your hopes? What are the things you've been told you can't grow in the Hudson Valley that you're going to try to grow anyway? Because <laughs> you're from Colorado. What's that? Like? So as far as I know, this property has not really been used for any kind of farming since, since the hop growing days. Um, after, oh, wow. yeah, after the hop growing, you know, kind of subsided here. Uh, someone else took over the land and was using it as a, uh, they were using this barn actually to make and sell dairy equipment. So that went on. Wait, for... did you just say berry equipment? No, dairy. dairy. <laughs> oh, dairy. I was like, I was like, yeah. cool. Well, this, is, the no, this is the day of, of, of misheard pronunciations. It's <laughs> colon instead of cola. And it's yeah. John, John, stop trying to be a trendsetter. Now I can't. Now I just can't stop. I can't stop thinking about it. I know. <laughs> anyway, please go on. Dairy yeah, yeah. So they were yeah, making. So... Wait, what kind of dairy equipment? Like milking machines or like, you know, those those believe... weird shaped cans that milk goes in. I, I honestly couldn't tell you specifically. It was like a specific brand of dairy equipment. I think it was called Surge Dairy Equipment. And this guy was kind of like a reseller, wholetailer. Yeah. <laughs> extreme gotcha. milk. Um, so yeah, he was just kind of like putting in the stuff together and selling it to, to local dairy farms gotcha. in the gotcha. area. So yeah. So as far as I know that like basically we're coming back now and starting to plant stuff on the land. And there's really, there was really nothing to remove and there's really nothing to like keep going with. Um, over the last couple of years, the like big use for the property has been uh, beekeeping. So one of the, one of the other partners, he's a beekeeper. We've got about 50 hives here and that's kind of his, his side hustle. He's, you know, doing that, bottling it, doing different infusions, uh, doing some barrel aged honey, stuff like that. And uh, so that's, that's kind of a, been the majority of the land use here. Uh, but we're just starting to get our orchard planted. Uh, we actually just the last couple of days have been planting all sorts of trees, uh, doing a wide variety of things, uh, you know, stone fruit, different brambles, blackberries, raspberries, um, but then we're trying to incorporate some some other interesting things as well. So we're doing some pawpaw, like you referenced earlier, uh, some aronia berries, kiwi. Wait, what's aronia uh, berry? Wait, you might have just taken me off of my commitment uh-oh. to pawpaw. What's <laughs> aronia in, berry? Kids. I like this. Uh, what's aronia? Yeah, berry? <laughs> yeah. So it's as far as I know, I'm I'm definitely not the farmer here. So kind of talking to the wrong person, but as far as I know, it's a pretty acidic little berry kind of somewhere 
in between like blackberry and currant um but very color forward like gives that deep staining kind of like purple color really acidic but still has some nice like jammy notes to it as well oh fun cool yeah. cool, cool, cool so now so so as i'm listening and obviously distracted by my own ooh. Um, <laughs> seems to me you need to do two, th- two things. You need to make an aronia berry, I don't know, ale and put it in a previously honey barreled barrel. And then the other Sounds thing like is a you, great must, idea. you must make an English pub ale that gets aged in the honey barrel to mimic the old British honey tarts that I love so much. So mm. do that, do that. Right, some, British, right. some, some cask engine British ale from a honey barrel and then when you're sick of it i want to buy your honey barrels so i can do the same because honey (laughs) barrels sound like they could be fun um what about is there any interest in doing proper meads i'm sure you'll fuck around with honey in the beers but do you think about meat meadery meeting whatever that's called what's the verb to mead uh that's a that's a good question (laughs) but no to tell you the truth definitely have not dived into that too much. Uh, Andrew has done some mead in the past and, you know, came out great, but it's just not exactly our, our passion. And we'd rather take that honey and utilize it in different ways, throw it in some different spontaneous beers, throw it in some Saison, um, use it for bottle conditioning, that kind of stuff. So we're, we're straying away from mead for the time being. I mean, I won't promise anything, but not exactly my cup of tea to tell you the truth now here's a fun one you just said bottle conditioning and you have a history in canning <laughs> is that is that what? a is is that a colloquialism or will you bottle we will definitely bottle so but only we're really keeping the bottles to you know the spontaneous beers uh brett saisons and then you know potentially some some spirit barrel age stuff so imperial stouts barley wines that kind of stuff but then keeping all the clean, quicker turning beers uh, in cans. Um, cool. Yeah, it makes sense. Now, do you have a line or did you? Uh, no, do you sir. Have a we have a uh, line or are you renting? <laughs> we are. We are so and so renting from Ironheart. So, yeah, I had them had them out to do our first run. Full circle. Oh, it comes little, full circle. Cast, it cast does, your dirty son does. of a bitch. Cast you dirty <laughs> son of a bitch. What? All what I, I felt I felt for Pawpaw. I felt don't, for all these little don't, things. Don't, don't wake Cass up. And I you just did. and I just <laughs> you just you're just putting us on a you're just putting us on a new customer here. You yeah, could have given is, me the heads up. Boy, yeah. Between promoting the hell out of Kennedy's book, Augie's Brewery, and uh Cass's day job, this is this is, yeah, really, this might yeah. be your best guest ever there, Justin. I, I'm amazed by how much I love Adam for giving us lead-ins. Um, <laughs> that's what, all right, let's get on a beer too. Yeah, and then get back to the conversation. Yeah, definitely, but let's get it over with because it's yeah. 30 and I promised I would. So what do you got? This is, again, sort of going with that coffee theme. This, to me, is quick check two o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon, like raspberry mocha kind of little bit stale flavors. Like it's, it's nice. It works in a pinch. And if you like certain flavors of, you know, coffee and fruit and chocolate, um, you know, it's all there, but it's, I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a fine coffee accented beer. 
Yeah, you're definitely so the fruits what had me right because remember there was fruitiness in the last beer so when i smelled this one and i smelled those raspberries you're talking about i was like yeah but, but it's like that, he, that that thick raspberry jelly yeah, yeah. kind of yeah, that goes on those that, italian but, yeah. cookies kind of thing but i'm talking i'm talking about the the aromatics you know what i mean okay. where i was like okay yeah. he gave us two like beers but on the palate they're very different and i think you're right that it's coffee or at least if it's a black lager i'm getting coffee where i would usually get cola does that make sense Okay. Um, the palate is far thicker than the previous beer, but down the same line. Remember, I said the last one was kind of glycerin-y in its body, where I expected it to be thinner. This one is even more so, which might be pectin. It might be what you're talking about. If there's, you know, if they really did dump raspberry puree or something in it. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's a coffee flavor, and I like your. I don't think the coffee flavor is wawa, but I think the <laughs> the you know because the coffee tastes nice coffee to me, but then that that fruit thing I'm getting out of it, whatever it is, takes it to a and then dumps some of the creamer and you know what I mean the uh-huh. international coffee mates blah 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 flavored creamer into a fine cup of coffee. Um, I get that, but I don't. Again, I to go back six years. I don't hate it. I just no, I don't hate it either. Um, it's just it's this is this is one of those things that I think would do really well on a tap room menu where somebody walks in and sees the description. If we're right on our description, and is like, oh yeah, I'd really like that, and then they'd be perfectly happy with it, and I think that'd be really cool. Like, I, 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 yeah. The other note I want to give before we get Adam's notes is I suspect. If we switched this order, I'd feel the same way about the second beer. I feel like they, you know what I mean? They play such a similar song that this one seems edgier because the other one came first or yeah. vice versa. You know what I mean? If, if this is somehow Scott and Bob's Scott. raspberry coffee cream mulata. Crew, yeah, Cremora <laughs> or something. Yeah, Cremora. I don't, I don't want to blow it up because something came, something similar came before it. International Moulites. Yeah. Oh boy, that's a good one. <laughs> oh boy. International. Oh boy, somebody text them. International Moulites. Coffee and <laughs> All right. So Adam, I've taken, toast. I've taken, yeah. I've taken the meanness out of our. Yeah. What are you feeling about it? I'm definitely thinking coffee stout or potentially pretty roasty porter. Um, seeing where you're coming from with a little bit of those berry kind of almost cherry notes to it, but it's it's subtle. I don't. I'm hesitant to say they actually put fruit into this. It just maybe like a slightly warmer ferment or just some you know driving the ester character a little bit harder. Uh, but if you're right, if there's no red fruit in it then it's a really neat ferment to me. And I would definitely want the notes on how they got there. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure thing. Yeah, I could see potentially maybe some English ale yeast involved and kind of driving it slightly warm and, and kind of pushing some of those slight berry, little bit of acidity in the middle, but nothing like out of the ordinary. Um, I'm liking it. It's It's definitely like it has some slightly, like you guys are saying, maybe slightly like not, slightly synthetic kind of flavors but not in a bad way yeah 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 it's 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 super neat i my only question 
perception of you with the let's you know whatever call it harpoon's ale whatever which one whichever one that is yeast if you let it get this warm don't you almost have to have some diacetyl at the end uh, you know what i mean so the interesting question, thing um, is maybe with, i'm wrong I, I i know i'm down the theoretical approach but you know what i'm saying like sure like randy mosher a couple years ago when he was at and i guess he still is forbidden root he had this uh, cherry accented beer that he let a little bit of diastole creep into and he was talking about it almost as like a cherry cheese danish and it worked and i mean I, there is the more i'm drinking this there is the slightest twinge of like a sour note on the very end of this now that you know maybe it's just my palate and fatigue or something but um that started to creep into my brain a little bit of you know could there be some fun fuckery to be had with this beer to sort of make it a i don't know well mostly i want adam to be right mostly i want it to be fruit free (laughs) i want it to be fruit free and present this kind of fruit because that would fucking delight that is that's fucking cool it is fruit free oh well well, first of all before you go on good job adam that's neat well done Thank thank you i better stop drinking coffee before the shows um what is it Kennedy. It is, it's Kennedy. From, it's from Folksbeer. It's called Hey, we love Wait, Folksbeer is the king of raspberries. They Penumbra. might not have put it in this, but there's raspberries all over that brewery. American Kennedy style. left the price tag on my can again. <laughs> Don't look at it. American stout conditioned with coffee and vanilla. So it has vanilla beans, but there's no fruit. Huh. Cool. And Very it's cool. a collaboration I didn't get the vanilla though. Timber ales. What's timber? Uh, that's the our friend Jason. That's what happens when you're going down. You guys that's had a timber, a timber barley wine on recently. Damn you, Kennedy, and your barley wine and trickery. Your barley wines, yeah. Oh, just um, wait. Just does wait. anybody right, so else have a Does anybody else have a have a, a price tag on their can? I do, and I'm even more upset. <laughs> I'm even more upset because, as far as I can guess, from Folks Beer to where this beer was bought is a three dollar cab ride. And assuming that cab brought three, four packs, there isn't even the commuting tolls involved in it as the Hudson Valley. Way to go. Uh, $7 can of beer, Justin. We're not here to shit from on the neighborhood. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no. I, like I said, like I said, I would like both of these beers at the price and the experience. I think it's neat. I think it's weird, though, you left these price tags on because you've definitely sent us 90 cent beer recently without the price tags on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you've definitely sent us some 90 cent beer. Some anyway, attic, let's get back out of code so, Goose Island. Yeah. So, Adam, back to back to planting and farming. So you said it was 65 acres, this place? Yep, 65 acres. And the intention is to plant all of it and if so what size bites are you making of that <laughs> having just had to rebuild the building you know what i mean like, yeah like, yeah so a, as a new business and a new building how how do you roll out the plan for the garden what's the priorities what's the long-term plan short-term plan you know what i mean sure sure so we're definitely absolutely in no way going to fill this space up anytime soon uh we've got more land than we know what to do with. Uh, but we are kind of, you know, starting where we can, uh, we kind of took one of our, one of our fields that's sectioned off and that's kind of becoming the permaculture orchard. Um, so we're, that's our focus right now is get trees in the ground, uh, 
we just moved all of our beehives over to that field as well. So everything can kind of cross pollinate and uh, be happy over there together. Um, so we're kind of working on the long-term vision stuff that's going to obviously take quite a few years to start producing fruit. So we just want to get the ball rolling and, and just start getting, getting this stuff underway. Uh, we also have a smaller, like probably 2000 square foot plot. That's a, just a fenced in garden area where we're growing some different herbs, vegetables, stuff like that, which some of which will get used in the beer. Some of it's just for, you know, our own consumption. I like it. Yeah. Talk to me about the herbs. Yeah. So we're doing some, some different, you know, things to incorporate mostly in some Saison or potentially spontaneous beer down the road. Um, some lemon, lemon, say, or sorry, lemon verbena, pineapple, sage, a um, little bit of uh, coriander, uh, some rosemary, different kinds of rosemary, uh, and just starting small from here and, and kind of adding on as we go. You, you, you must, must add yarrow. Obviously. I hear a lot about yarrow on the show. So <laughs> I guess I'm going to need, I guess I'm going to need a lot of that as well. <laughs> Pawpaw, Pawpaw, Pawpaws are the new yarrow. For about three years, we were stuck on yarrow, but now I'm, now I'm Pawpaw fast. I like, I like how you're lumping all of us in that we were all stuck on yarrow. This was just living right free I. in your head. Kennedy, um, reco Kennedy re rewind that back. I definitely think I said I. You did not. It was Fair the royal we. Yeah, we've been stuck on yarrow. <laughs> the like, royal we. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not waking oh, up yeah. in the middle of the night with yarrow fever dreams. It's. Uh, I mean, maybe I should. Maybe uh, my life would be more complete and full. But there's the beer name. Uh, yarrow fever dreams. <laughs> yarrow fever dreams. <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, to do we could probably make that happen. Um, like a ton of nutmeg. Anyway, somebody quickly register on tap so it doesn't get lost. Um, so so now you're canning. Do you have a space people can come hang out on? Do you intend to? Was it COVID or the building that put you in different situations? How's that going? So a little bit of both. Uh, right now, we're currently just doing to-go sales out of the tap room. And then we're also doing couple of farmers markets in the area, just, just selling four packs of cans. Um, basically what happened is we weren't quite ready to open the space and we, we still had some work to do here. Uh, but we had all the, the brewing equipment set up. We had all of our licenses. So we said, you know, why wait, just let's start brewing and let's start putting the beer out there and, and just get, get the awareness out. And, uh, yeah, so that's where we're at right now, and we're we are planning to open our tap room here for on site. Uh, we have, you know, obviously with all this land, got plenty of space for people to spread out, and uh, we're doing a yeah. pretty large <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we've got like a whole field designated. We're we're calling it the beer meadow, just spreading oh, out cool. a bunch of tables out there and give people some space to roam and. And just have some some beers on the property starting uh, starting in two weeks. So May twenty second, it's going to be our first day for uh, on site consumption here. So awesome. Kennedy, Kennedy, this will come out before that or on that? This will come out right after that. So if you're okay. listening to this, uh, they're open. Okay. 
Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Um, so little, little more advice to you, as you know, I'm a big fan of the Hudson Valley and especially brews in it. Find the poison Ivy and tear it all out. The only thing I know to be <laughs> universal in Hudson Valley farms is poison Ivy. So if you're going to send people rolling through meadows, kill the poison <laughs> Ivy. It is here for sure. It's mostly oh, in it's, the woods in our spot. It's so we're, we're kind of there. Yeah. Yeah. It can be vicious. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. That's all very cool. And and as Kennedy's never-ending tome of of farmhouse beers in the Hudson Valley go, there's there's no doubt we want and need more. Well, what about that? So <laughs> so in our next show, we're gonna actually, you know, talk about um Tommy Keegan. And I'm not trying to draw the air out of your show with that topic, but no, not at all. He his passing has reminded us all of what a culture the Hudson Valley is and what a friendship unified kind of thing and and how important tommy was to to i think establishing that culture being one of the first real guys up there how's how are your neighbors and everybody playing out are you are you enjoying going to their places having them up finding them are they all shunning you now because it's competitive business and now there's eight dollars a can to be made down in brooklyn so so we (laughs) all need that sweet sweet jingle no i mean everyone has been Super welcoming here. Uh, definitely made a lot of friends in the few years I've been here so far. And I never see it as competition. Everyone just wants to kind of help one another out and collaborate and get new ideas for new projects. And we're, I think we're all in this together for the most part. That's awesome. Welcome to the fold, it. man. It's really neat. Um, I'm sure Cass already has cans of your beer to give me when I ever see him in person again. Um, <laughs> but if not, next time you can up there, Cass, still miss some cans so I can drink this sweet, sweet nectar and, and let you know what I think. Um, thank you, man. So anyway, Kennedy, did you yep. manage to get a letter? Yeah, I got a couple here. All right. We All only right. need one, Kennedy. This All is right. why we always run out. Don't burn through them too quick. First one's quick. And this is okay. for John First Hall. one's one. Up oh, yeah. for John Hall. Yeah. So. Oh yes, well, uh, President Chairman too. It says, yeah, like, is... like he won't. You know. Like... <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So Jason asks. You're going to ask the question, and I'll get I got this one. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. Wait, I'll go. Do you want yeah. me to answer already? The answer is no. John Hall hates that. Moving on. Uh, Jason S <laughs> says, "When do we think the number of this week in Roush beer listeners will surpass the number of STB listeners?" Oh, never. <laughs> never because you know it, it's it's a continuous neck and neck uh it, it it is all one it is just uh people who enjoy you know black glasses and smoky beers uh, there's just you know yeah, yeah it's not there's a, a there's a it's that venn diagram is one circle <laughs> yeah it's not a, it's not it's not a competition it is a uh, uh it's a community it's um it's a village all right i will next... say this i will say this thank you thieves because I'm always shocked how many people download this show. Like it's yeah. it's fucking awesome. Like this show does surprisingly well for something Justin has done little to maintain over six years. Um, <laughs> that he, so that he's actively <laughs> tried to sabotage. That literally, he tries to blow up <laughs> every, every week. Saturday. I try to blow this thing up, <laughs> and, and yet still, no matter how dejected John and I leave the show, we come back every every Monday at five and, and re-record another show. <laughs> All right. Um, of Augie wait, B. wait, wait. No, no, no. Before you do this, I got to do the thing that I forgot to do that that just reminded me of. Okay. Adam, have you made a smoke beer yet? And when you do, what will you call it? And how often do you hope it shows up on This Week in Rash Beer? 
So commercially, no, have not brewed a Rauk beer yet, but uh, it sure as hell is in my plans. Uh, I've got a, you know, I've done some smaller batches of uh, smoked Hellas that I'm pretty fond of. So definitely have plans for that later, later this season. And yeah, yeah, we're so You know what you need to do? I found it. I found value for those bricks. The bricks that were the coal fired thing. Just throw one of them in your smoked Hellas as a mineral addition. (laughs) There and go. there you go. Call it, All right. call it, you know, some get some great bricks. I'm sure there's a great brick saying out there. Just call it that brick or, you know. Adam, <laughs> when, uh, when, when you do get around to it, um, we'll have to do a uh, Camp Rauk beer field trip to, uh, oh. to your place. Sounds Kennedy lovely. organized it. We're running, like a, we're running a summer camp for smoked beers this year. <laughs> I'm, I'm all in. Sounds like my kind of camp. Sleepaway camp. And we know a meadow. And we know a meadow. Um, this is also exciting. I love these creative moments. Um, cool. Save the next letter for the next show, dude. Stop no, no, no. This is letters. a quick one, too. This is a quick one, too. I got a third one for the next show. Oh, boy. All, all right. right. So letter this two. For, this is for Adam. Um, and that comes from Alan K. He says, got a question for the pod. For the next local brewer that's on the show, what's the best beer you brew and why is it better than Boat? Augie's ego can <laughs> There's no beer better than Boat. Everybody knows that. Oh, boy. That's uh, that's quite the question. Uh, also, you, also, Justin, missed opportunity for our next show. Yeah? I don't yeah, know. Jesse's on the next show. Yeah, Jesse, we're recording with Jesse on the next show. That's true. Uh, that's Adam, true, that's Adam true. why do you make Wow. Anyway, we'll re-ask this one on the next show, guys. But first, Adam, which of your beers is second best in the world? That's what they're asking. <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm pretty partial to uh, our English Dark Mild. It's called Habitude. So, uh, it's just yeah. pure session, man. You can drink them all day. Flavored never gets old. It is just a crushable beer that just keeps you happy every time. It's... And that's that's my answer. That's what I'm going right. with. Okay, I Sounds can't wait weird. to drink it out of a honey cask. Um, <laughs> All right. Guess we got to do it. Awesome. All right. Well, that's we're out of time, of course. But thanks so much for coming on, dude. We really appreciate you being here. Uh, you should tell them, even though you will have opened a couple of days ago when this comes out, tell them how to find you, where to find you, do all that stuff, and then Castle handle our business. All right. Yeah. Just uh, find us on Instagram at Wayward Lane Brewing. Facebook, Wayward Lane Brewing, uh, website soon to come, but nothing there at the moment. So Instagram, usually your best bet. Right on. Well, awesome. Cass, tell the wonderful. So like I always say, Patreons, this show was brought to you by you. So thank you for that. Um, There's literally no way these days I could afford $7 beers without you. So (laughs) good job. Um, Cass, how how do they Patreon us? They Patreon us at patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, if you would like to write us lovely letters, steal this beer podcast at gmail.com. See what we're drinking on Untap and follow us on all social medias at steal this beer. Well, thank you guys. And Adam, thanks for coming at. Get at us, y'all. Yeah, thanks Cheers. for having me, guys. Yeah.